Welcome back, everyone. I can't believe we're already 10 episodes in to Season 4 of Braves Dugout Podcast. Thank you so much for sticking with me this long. It's been really fun this season talking about the topics that we have. This episode, we're going to talk specifically about the bullpen, how dominant it was last year, yet how poor it seems to be doing this year. And then, on top of that, we're going to talk about Craig Kimball's dominance. He just notched his 400th save. So we want to dig into his numbers and compare him to other closers across the league because that has been a topic of discussion lately and it's a really fun one because he was in fact extremely dominant. So let's break down the Braves bullpen on paper and see what they look like and then Craig Kimball. Alright, let's get started. Okay, so the Braves bullpen, like always, it seems like every single year that the bullpen is the one thing that fans always complain about. Every single year. It doesn't matter if the Braves have the best bullpen in Major League Baseball or the worst bullpen in Major League Baseball. Fans are going to complain about the bullpen. I don't know if it's just a societal thing or just human nature, but because of the nature of the position of relief pitcher, they get the most heat because they are the last ones to pitch and give up runs to lose. Even if the Braves offense scores one or two runs and the bullpen gives up four, then it's the bullpen's fault that the team loses, it seems like. Which, in all actuality, is a team effort. And so, it doesn't matter. It's not always the bullpen. And also, you'll see things like, where the Braves are tied 3 to 3 or whatever and then the bullpen gives up one run in 3 innings and then the bullpen is the bad guy because they quote unquote gave up the lead or quote unquote blew the game when actuality the offense could have scored two runs and won it so it, a lot of times it, it comes down to truly is it the bullpen's fault not always a lot of times the bullpen just catches a lot of flack because they're the last ones to have the ball and give up runs to the other team when I gave the scenario of offense, it could have been that the rotation gave up four runs, and the bullpen only gives up two runs, but the Braves offense only scored five runs, and therefore it's the bullpen's fault for giving up the two runs and the Braves lost by one. When actuality, the offense could have scored more, the rotation could have prevented less runs, but the bullpen is the last thing that you see, that's what's fresh on your mind, and that's why you start blaming the bullpen. It's not fair. But it's just the way that it is. But it does seem that the Braves' bullpen this year is not doing as well as they were last year. We talked about A.J. Minter struggling already, which has been bad because he was the Braves' most valuable piece in the bullpen last year. And he's been one of the worst this year. So that's been a big factor. But I wanted to break it down step-by-step, player-by-player, and really look at how bad or how good the Braves bullpen is doing on paper in comparison to the rest of the league because as we know offense has changed this year with the limits of the shift and things like that and so let's the best thing to do when you are evaluating players is to look at how they're doing against the rest of the league because you know for example last year offense was down it was across the league it was the second lowest OPS since 1992. 2014 and 
1992 were the only seasons during since 1992 that had a lower OPS across the league from offense. So what does that mean? It made pitchers look really good if you were just to look at their ERA. But when you look at their ERA+, plus, it might not have been as good as you thought it was because ERA+, plus is adjusted for across the league. So it's important to look and see how players are doing in comparison to their peers because that's truly how good they're doing. So I'm going to go through the bullpen pieces by usage and we'll see what their ERA plus is based on the league. So for example, if you don't remember, an ERA plus of 100 means league average at preventing runs. So if someone has an ERA plus above 100, that means they're doing better than league average. If it's below 100, it means they're doing worse than league average. And when you look at this list, you might be surprised in a good way. So, AJ Minter, we've already talked about. We know that his ERA plus is terrible. We know there's reasons why, but he has been played 24 innings. That's the highest of second highest of any pitcher for the Braves in the bullpen. The only one higher is Michael Tonkin, who's on the 15-day IL. So, for active pitchers, he's number 1 in innings. He has an ERA plus of 63. So, that is 37% below league average. Now his FIP is only a 3.16, but still, that's not good. Jesse Chavez has pitched 23.1 innings pitched, and he has an ERA plus of 231. That's 131% better than league average. Nick Anderson, he's caught a lot of crap lately. However, his ERA plus is a 123. Dylan Lee, he's on the 15-day IL, but... His ERA plus has been a 144. Kirby Yates, he has pitched 18.1 innings. His ERA plus, a 130. Michael Tonkin, his ERA plus, 130. Colin McHugh, his ERA plus, 160. Joe Jimenez, a lot, he's caught a lot of crap as well. His ERA plus is only 2% below average at 98. Lucas Litke, though, hey, not so good. He's only pitched 9.1 innings, but his ERA plus is a 59. Small sample size. Can he turn things around? We'll see. And then Raysel Iglesias, he's only pitched 8.1 innings. He's obviously got a high ceiling. Uh, his FIP is only a 3.17. His ERA plus is a 106. And then Danny Young has been outstanding in his only 8.1 innings pitched. <laughs> he's uh but his ERA plus is at 424. That obviously will not be sustained. There's no way his ERA of 1.08 is going to sustain even though his FIP is a 2.45. It is interesting that they keep sending him down with his well has he's done. His whip is as good as Ray Iglesias is. He hasn't given up a single home run yet and he strikes at 11.9 batters Per nine innings, so it is interesting that he's the one that keeps going up and down. Of course, if you look at his metrics, it's going to show that he's probably not going to sustain this level of production. However, it is interesting that he keeps going up and down. We know that that's probably because of his minor league options. That's the reason why it's happening. When you have a bullpen like the Braves, someone's got to be left off. Okay, so that's a total of 12 relief pitchers, which honestly is pretty good considering how many injuries there's been this year. 
across the league. We've talked about that already. So the fact that the Braves have only utilized 12 relief pitchers is really impressive and honestly lucky. But now that we've looked at that, you can see their ERA, ERA plus it has been actually pretty good. So let's see how all of this stacks up against the rest of the league. Why, and if you're wondering how to do that, the best way to do it, and I'll give you my tricks, I don't care. I want people to be able to research. Researching is fun. It's how you learn. The easiest way to do this to compare against the rest of the league is to go to fan graphs, and you can filter by league leaders and then filter by just relief pitchers, and then you can get everything you need right there. The one thing it's not going to show is if uh, a reliever was used as an opener. So, for example, Jesse Chavez is used as an opener every once in a while. His stats in those innings are not going to count. But, I mean, that's such a small amount, and he's done well. So it's not like it's going to go against what we're, you know, it's not like it's going to show, oh, well, actually, Jesse Chavez has been a lot worse because of his innings pitched as an opener. That's not the case. So, anyways, let's look at that. All right, if we look at Fangraph's winner, wins above replacement, which is total value, right? That's innings pitched total because you're bringing value to the team and your effectiveness while you're on the field pitching. At the time of this recording, the Atlanta Braves are tied for sixth among all teams in Major League Baseball. Yes, sixth. They are tied with the Cardinals and the Astros. The only teams that have had more wins above replacement from their relief pitching is the Rockies, the Angels, the Reds, the Mariners, and the Orioles. We knew the Orioles and the Mariners were going to be good. They've been lights out with their bullpen. But it is kind of shocking to see that the Angels and the Reds and the Rockies are above them. But... See what I mean? The Braves are tied for six among all Major League Baseball teams. Okay, and that's and if we look at wins above replacement per inning pitched, they actually have more than the Rockies and the Reds. So if we look at wins above replacement per inning pitched from their relief pitchers, the Braves move up two spots to fourth. So. It is kind of interesting here. You, the Braves' bullpen is catching a lot of crap from the fan base when they're bringing really good value. Now, of course, we want to say, well, wins above replacement isn't everything, and that's true. So let's look at some other metrics, right? So let's look at their ERA, or run average, against. That'll, that'll paint a picture as far as how are they doing at preventing runs, which is ultimately their goal. They are right in the middle of the pack at 15th. In Major League Baseball so you can see a big gap in between actual ERA and wins above replacement so that does warrant some frustration the Braves are supposed to be a top tier bullpen and they're right in the middle of the pack it's not like they're at the bottom they're at 15 right so again right at average at preventing runs total their actual ERA but when we look at adjusted ERA we could see that that they're a little bit better like we looked earlier, 66.667% of the Braves' bullpen arms have an ERA plus that's well above league average. What's bringing them down is A.J. Minter. If A.J. Minter was not pitching, then we would see, because he's second on the team in innings pitched and has a negative war, he has a negative ERA plus, 
he's really bringing him down single-handedly, unfortunately. If it wasn't for A.J. Minter, who is one of my favorite pitchers on the Braves uh, and was their best reliever last year, then things would be different. It is unfortunate, but that's just how it is. What we can see, though, is that the Braves have actually been unlucky in terms of giving up runs. That's why we see a, a high ranking in the F4, Fangraphs wins above replacement, because their expected fielding independent pitching, XFIP, is ranked 7th in Major League Baseball. So there's only six teams that are doing better at actual pitching or fielding independent pitching, pitching that does not factor in defense, okay? Because remember, earned run average can be affected by if you have a bad defense behind you. And the Braves, other than their catcher, has had a very subpar defense. Ronald, The, the defense for the Braves has basically been Ronald Acuna, Sean Murphy, and Michael Harris. Other than that, everyone else has been pretty bad or worse than normal for them on defense. When you got guys like Austin Riley playing third base and Ozzie Albies having the worst year defensively of his career and the left field mix that they have, Braves' defense has not been good. In fact, uh, I'll, point, I'll point out what I mean. If you look at Fangraph's overall defensive rating, which factors in defensive runs saved, outs above average, ultimate zone rating, all of that, the Braves are ranked 28th in Major League Baseball with a negative 9.9. For example, just for reference, the Diamondbacks are number one at 14.6, and the Braves are all the way down at negative 9.9. So, that says something, okay? They're outs above average. The Braves have negative 18, the worst in the league. <laughs> and they're also last in the league in runs against above average, if you like that match- metric better. So those two, by those two metrics, they're the worst in the league. And the overall defensive metric, they're 28th in the league. So that is why you see that the Braves' F-War and their XFIP Fielding independent pitching means the the pitching itself and not factoring in defense. The Braves' bullpen has actually been the seventh in the league. So that's really interesting and shows that the bullpen itself, the pitching, is actually doing a pretty darn good job. It's in the top of the league. XFIP, F4, both in the top 76, or I guess you should say top 24 or higher percent in the league by both metrics with the bullpen. ERA, right in the middle of the pack, but when you have the arguably the worst defense in the league or bottom three defense in the league, your ERA is going to be much higher than your your fielding independent pitching shows or your wins above replacement shows because those metrics are simply the pitcher themselves, whereas the ERA factors in the runs against them. Defense can give up runs just like pitchers can. So the ERA is really a team stat, although of course it's heavily influenced by the pitcher, but it can be influenced by the fielding behind you. And when you are that much worse than the number one team on defense, that huge, huge gap, uh, you're going to see an increase in ERA for your team. So again, as far as the metrics that are purely for the bullpen and does not factor in defense behind them, 
the bullpen has actually been a top six or seven bullpen in Major League Baseball. And you take out A.J. Minter, and it's even better. So just saying the bullpen has not been as bad as a lot of people might think. Because, again, you need to be looking at how well the bullpen is doing against other bullpens across the league and not look at the bullpen in a vacuum because offense has changed due to a few different factors, the pitch clock and the shift and things like that. It has affected the offense. The runs per game and on offense has been the highest it's been since 2020 so far. And as we know, 2020 was a shortened season. Um, we saw an extremely high offense right there. So I guess technically you could say the highest it's been since 2019 if you want to say that. But either way, offense is up this year, and we know why. So just keep that in mind with the ERA. ERA that's why things like ERA plus and looking at how pitchers are doing against their peers matters because the amount of offense per year does change, right, based on things. And there have been big changes this year with the pitch clock and the shift limiting and all that. All right, with that, I think it's a perfect time for a break, and then we'll jump in to Craig Kimbrell and how dominant he was. In fact, dare I say, he was better than John Smoltz? We'll see. All right, so with Craig Kimbrell notching his 400th save, there's been a lot of talk on social media and this is something that me and my buddies have talked about for years, is that Craig Kimbrell, although while playing, obviously, for the Braves, that Braves fans loved him. He's a fan favorite. But ever since he left the Braves, it seems like, well, it's okay because he, it wasn't like he was the best closer ever or whatever. Talking about how John Smoltz was much better. And don't get me wrong, John Smoltz was an elite closer. But it's fun to compare the two because not only is Craig Kimbrell challenged John Smoltz for the best best closer in Braves history. He challenges people like Mariano Rivera if you look at peak, right? Because obviously he's fallen off a lot. But when you look at his like prime five years of his career, Craig Kimbrell was one of the best of all time. And so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of break it down. Obviously, you want to set parameters when you compare players because when you say best of all time or greatest of all time, what do you really mean? Do you mean for an entire career? Do you mean for their prime? Do you mean for a single season or a specific stat? What do you mean? So we're not going to sit here and say Craig Kimbrell, by all means, is the greatest of all time closer or anything like that. But what I want to do is go and compare him to some of, some of the greatest of all time closers, both for the Braves and across the league, and show you how dominant Craig Kimbrell really was. I think it's the perfect time to do that, especially considering he just notched his 400th save. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to take his numbers and I'm going to compare them of the best five-year stretches of other well-known Hall of Fame worthy or Hall of Fame closers. You know, I'm going to talk about people like Billy Wagner who aren't in the Hall of Fame, but they've been in the discussion and is on the ballot, along with other Hall of Famers like John Smoltz, Mariano Rivera, Dennis Eckersley, Goose Gossage, Raleigh Fingers, people like that, and compare them, okay? And I think that's going to be a lot of fun, and we can kind of see how dominant Kimbrell was 
in his five years in an Atlanta Braves uniform. I'll start, I'll, spoiler alert, those five years were arguably one of the best five-year stretches by a closer ever, okay? And if you look at ERA+, Plus, which is adjusted by ballpark, so again, ERA+, plus a 100 would be league average. Over that five-year span, no one in the history of the sport as a closer has had a better ERA plus in a five-year span than, than Craig Kimbrell had during his five years with the Atlanta Braves. All right, let's look at these stats. Craig Kimbrell from 2010 to 2014 pitched in 294 games, 289 innings pitched. He had 12 baseball reference war, which equals out to about 2.6 per full season. He had 10.9 Fangraphs war, which equals about 2.36 per full season. He had an ERA plus of 266 during that span. That means his ERA, adjusted ERA, was 166% better than league average. His FIP was a measly 1.52. His WHIP was a 0.903. He only gave up 4.8 hits per nine innings. He only gave up 0.4 home runs per nine innings, 3.4 walks per nine innings, and 14.8 strikeouts per nine innings. That's obviously exceptional. Like I said earlier, no other closer ever in a five-year span, at least ones that are in the Hall of Fame or are Hall of Fame worthy have an ERA plus close to that. The only one that's close is Mariano Rivera. But I'm going to go and compare some of these other ones. John Smoltz was only a closer for four years, so we can only look at four years. But he averaged about 2.0 baseball reference war per 162-game full season and 8.8 total F war during that time, Fangraphs war, so that's 2.37. So that's right up there with Craig Kimbrell if we're looking at full seasons. But if we look at his actual preventing runs, his ERA plus was a 162. That's a full 102% lower than Craig Kimbrell's. He only struck out 9.5 compared to Kimbrell's 14.8. And his FIP was a 2.47. Looking at Billy Wagner, who's on the Hall of Fame ballot right now. He has a, had a two during his best five-year stretch as a closer. His best ERA plus was 208, and his best baseball reference WAR was 2.6 per 162 game season, and a 1.99 per 162 game season for Fangraphs WAR. Trevor Hoffman, his best five-year stretch was from 1996 through the year 2000. And he had a 176 ERA plus and a FIP of 2.51. He's a Hall of Famer. Mariano Rivera is the one that's the closest. He has over his best five-year stretch at preventing runs was actually near the end of his career. From 2008 to 2012, he had an ERA plus of 257. So he was the closest to Craig Kimball. Now, as far as wins above replacement go, uh, he did excellent. Uh, uh, his ERA was a 1.72. Uh, 
during that time. Craig Kermos was a 1.43, so it was really, really close. Uh, but as far as preventing runs, Craig Kimbrell has him. Dennis Eckersley, another Hall of Famer. His ERA, his best five-year run was from 1988 to 1992. And he's a more old-school closer, so he did pitch more innings per game than the newer school closers. So that's why you're going to see why his his wins above replacement is a bit higher per 162-game season. He pitched more innings. However, his ERA plus during that span was a 198. And that was his best five-year span as a closer. Same thing for Rich Goose Gossage. He was the type of closer that would pitch more innings. For example, during his best five-year span, which was from 1977 to 1981, he pitched in 257 games, but pitched 471.1 innings pitched. So if you look at pure value during a five-year span, he definitely wins out among these closers because he was getting a 4.3 baseball reference wins above replacement for a 162-game season. Of course, that's because he has a lot more innings. And I'll give an example of Craig Kimbrell during that span. Pitched in 294 games, but only pitched 289 innings, right? So, when you pitch a lot more innings, you are going to bring more total value. As far as preventing runs, though, Rich Gossage had an ERA plus of 201. Remember, Craig Kimbrell's was a 266. So, a full 65% different. And then some others just to talk about that are... Hall of Famers is Raleigh Fingers. He never had a five-year stretch with an ERA plus better than 136. Bruce Sutter never had a five-year stretch with an ERA plus better than 170. And Lee Smith never had an ERA plus better than 140 over a five-year span. So as you can see, Craig Kimball, will he be a Hall of Famer? We don't know. It depends on how people vote for Hall of Famers. A lot of times they look at saves with Craig Kimball being at 400 right now and he's fallen off quite a bit over the last few years. He was not dominant through his entire career like Mariano Rivera was. He's definitely not on the same career level as Mariano Rivera. So it'll be interesting to see. This is not to say that Craig Kimball is at the Mariano Rivera level because for an overall career, like I said, he's tapered off quite a bit. However, it is interesting to see that sometimes as Braves fans, we forget how truly dominant Craig Kimball was during the five years that he pitched for the Braves. He was easily the Braves' best closer ever, especially over an extended period. A lot of people you'll see on social media, who's the Braves' best closer, and a lot of people will say John Smoltz. John Smoltz was obviously a Hall of Fame level pitcher. He was a great starter and a great closer and deservingly so, was enshrined into the Hall of Fame. However, if you look at just being a closer, he was not the best closer the Braves ever had. Arguably, he was the second best. Craig Kimbrell was the best closer that the Braves ever had. And it wasn't particularly close, especially at preventing runs, which as a closer, that's ultimately your goal. Well, I guess as a pitcher, that's really your goal. But as a closer, you can look at things like war, and things like that, and that is good to look at, but closers are such a pitch in such a small sample size. Over a five-year period, 
if your ERA plus is a 266 versus a 162, a full 102% better. I'm going to give the edge to Craig Kimbrell on this one. When you strike out 14.8 batters per nine innings and John Smoltz strikes out 9.5 per nine innings, I'm going to go with Craig Kimbrell. In fact, out of all those pitchers listed that I said, the the closest as far as strikeouts per nine innings was Billy Wagner at 10.8. And out of all those closers I listed, yet Craig Kimbrell had 14.8 during that span. He was absolutely dominant during those five years as an Atlanta Brave. And that's really what I wanted to talk about. So that was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening this week. All right, that's this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave five-star review on Apple. You can reach the show at bravesdugoutpod at gmail.com. You can find the show on Twitter at bravesdugoutpod or my personal Twitter at Sports. We have a website. We have Facebook groups and Facebook page. You can find those just by searching them or you can look at the show notes. All that information there. You know, the Braves just lost two games to the A, so it's been a hard time here recently for the Atlanta Braves. We're still in first place, but things are not looking the best. Here's to hoping the offense can finally get some runs on the board, even against teams like the A's. Alright, with that, as always, go Braves.